Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome. This is episode 177 of the Two Vets Talk Vets podcast, where too much talking your pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Ennett, and I'm joined by a man this week who, given that I haven't had enough time to actually prepare anything, I've got no idea what he's been up to, nor any witty anecdotes about anything that he may or may not have been up to. So just here he is. It's Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Good, mate. So... No witty, witty anecdotes from either of us. So it's um pretty well normal podcast. Yeah. Normal so, podcast. Same, yeah, yeah. Same. Yep, Business as usual. usual. Yeah, that's yes, right. Yeah. We're back. We're back. Yeah, as usual. The, 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 the good thing is, listeners, you don't have to feign any actual humor at what we're talking about here. <laughs> yes. You know, so that we've actually put any in effort because, no, I haven't put any in effort. I was just, even just as I was doing the intro going, crap, I haven't done an intro. Is there anything that I think that's happened in the news this week? No. Okay, that's fine. Let's just Let's just get on with it. Yeah, Omicron, Omicron, Omicron. Omicron could have been. Could have, could have could have done something on that. Omicro on. You're a micro on. Micro on. How do you say it? We need to get. Um, I've got a neighbour who might come in. He's he he knows the alphabet. I'm sure we could have got got a bit of a consensus from him on how we actually say it. But the new new variant. Is there any chance that we can get a, a scoop on what the next one's going to be? Pi, isn't it pi? Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. It can measure its own circumference. Pretty sure. Oh wow! But it's three three point one four five two. Yeah, and uh, the um, uh, something else I was going to say. Interesting theory that it's gone into an animal and then come back out again. That's one of the theories of how it's become such a mutated version. Isn't that illegal in most countries? Ooh, most, not all. Maybe. <laughs> don't know, South Africa, <laughs> South Africa. It's where. It, uh, like, oh yeah, no! Oh, okay. Um, yeah, oh, right. really? Don't so know. it was a, they reckon it's been well, an in-animal mutation. They don't, they don't have a far many mink in, uh, in South Africa, do they? Well, I'd imagine it'd be a high, a high mink content in Pretoria. That's, that's putting down the population saying there's no saucy mix there, isn't it? <laughs> saucy little minxes. Anyway, so I thought that was interesting, but we don't know. We don't know how, where it came from, but back to, back to, uh, clinic stuff. Frustrating yes. week, frustrating week. This Frustrating week, so, week for yeah, you. Frust- well, Frustrating case, put it that way. So, Ooh, okay. uh, cat, yeah, probably all I have to say to you is cat tail amputation. Mm, and okay. I'm sure you sense the frustration. Yeah. Thoughts on t- t- tail amputations, you know, just the very tip of a tail. The, the, uh, the owners are listeners. So I'm not going to say names because we don't do that. All names are changed. Yeah. Um, but lovely, lovely owners too. Lovely cat. This is unfortunate. Yes. But frustrating. Uh, case of the the last uh, probably the last two or three tiny little vertebrae just a little deep deep gloving injury yeah okay at the tail very tip of the tail of the cat and uh yes and uh no idea how it happened you know it's just one of those things and came in and so um of course we had you know surgical procedure took an x-ray of the tail just to check there's no breaks higher up further up yep or some sort of something that's that's causing issue took that little tip of the tail off and then mate can you predict what happened then uh, maybe a little bit of a necrosis at the end of it, and then uh, and then the the, the little bone that the next bone up starts to poke itself out. They go, 
Hello. Yes. Hello. I'm still here. Yes. Hello. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. So bandage on, and you know, it seemed to be going okay. And then I think infection, bit of necrosis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, and then yep, check up. Uh, time for time for uh, suture removal. And yeah. What do you know? You know. Yep. Yep. There's infection there, and and we got to go back in and, and take the next little bone off and yeah. then try and re restitch it in your mind. You, you think, well, I'm doing the right thing. This is what we've done. I've done hundreds of times before, but you've yep. always got that little sort of thought of, am I going to be doing this again in two weeks time? At what point, yeah. you know, yeah. Where, where's how, many, how many more, and, how many vortebrae brave we got before we start right. hitting the diaphragm and then, you know, he's not going to be able to breathe anymore. <laughs> oh, it's really, it's really frustrating because there's movement in the tail. It's, it's a case of you put a bandage on there and then they flick it and it makes it worse and it irritates them more. You don't put a bandage on it. Well, then sometimes it can, you know, the, the stitches pull out or they get the, get yeah. to the tail. So just it's a little bit of a frustrating case, but hopefully, Hopefully that's where at the end of the procedures now, and and this will be where we'll heal. Well, and I think um part I think part of the issue with it is because the blood supply is just so um so uh, precarious down there because you you the further away you get from the heart and the thinner the tissue is, the more difficult it is to get the oxygen to the tissue that is required in order for those cells to be able to heal. So it's like the like on tips of ears as well. Like we had we've got a dog um going at the moment who's um very head shy um and like a thirty five kilo you know mastiff cross dog that's got a um it's had a lesion on the tip of its ear that we went uh, like and initially opened up so we went in put some stitches in there had somehow then had to try and get the stitches out um but the dog's (laughs) shaking its head so in shaking its head it's just keeps knocking the tip of Mm. this ear uh and it's like my goodness what can we do so it's like unless we go in there and because you're so far up and away. And so there's like, there's a big vein that runs around the, the tip of the ear. There's not much in the way of actual arterial blood supply. And so I said, unless we actually start cutting it down to where we've got thicker skin and, and you know, something a bit more meaty to be able to stitch together, then we've got to cut part of your dog's ear yeah. off for something that's just sort of tucked on the end. So it's the same thing with tails. And now we, we certainly all, all hit them. And I, um, one, I, I sort of hark back to, uh, you know, back in the, the great days of the eighties. And I remember my nan who used to um, use hair curlers for her, uh, for her ear. And so um, back when I was a kid, for, I remember. For her hair, for her hair. For her hair, yes. Yeah, you yes. said for, for her ear. But anyway, we for digress. Yeah, no, for her yeah, hair. No. Yeah, mm. but it then curled up around her ear. <laughs> um, and so um, I sort of remembered um, one day seeing someone use a hair curler on a dog's on a dog's tail as a protector. So it's too – cats are too small to do it. Mm. But when I do it for dogs, um, if they're big enough, I actually use the inside insert of tape and have that as like a little barrier just on there, almost like a little splint on the end of the tail. So that – that way I can try and help to protect the end of that tail from it getting whacked and thwacked because, oh man, it is, it is just a nightmare, McNightmare nightmare. Yeah. Especially because I mean, yeah, that stuff of protecting the tail greyhound. Uh, when I did, used to do a little bit of greyhound work greyhounds are a classic for, for when they're in their uh, enclosures, whacking their tail on the, on the thing and, and bleeding and, um, and, and they get so excited and then so you trim a bit of tail off, but then of course they're whacking again. So similar thing, they use the hair roller or the inside of the bandage, but also um, you can actually tape the end of the tail and you tape like a D ring to the tail and then you tie it to the end of the tail and then you actually tie it with a piece of gauze around their back leg. 
too. So oh, it right. stops, stops them from wagging their tails. There's another little tip. doesn't work so well on cats, though, and we didn't no. do that on, on this particular no, cat. But I'm for those, glad. Those, yeah, yeah, that's right. But for those long, long-tailed dogs, that's a really good one we sometimes do for, for greyhounds. And then the owners can, when they're out walking, they can sort of take it off and it's just wagging its tail fine. But when they're crated again, they can tie it to um, down to, to stop it sort of flapping it against the against the edge of the cage. Yeah. Wowzers. That's, a, that's, that's some top advice. Hey, now, that, do you know what some listener is some free advice for free your advice. owner there? Yes. There you Take, go. There is no charge for that. There you go. You know what else is um is worth free advice as well was some advice that I got from my son this week. So I had a um you know, I was due to leave um to uh, on Wednesday afternoon, and in comes the uh, the, the the five o'clock chocolate toxicity dog. Um, and not, not only uh, little beagles, of course, it's eating some chocolate. Um, owners bought the dog in, bought in the block of chocolate and it was a fruit nut, you know, milk fruit mm. nut, but it was, it was fruit nut. And I said, look, how much do you reckon it's had? Oh, you know, I, I think it's had, we think it's had three rows. You know, okay, right. We'll better try and make it vomit. So made it vomit. Um, no real chocolate in there. Went back out and said, you know, there wasn't really much chocolate in there. How much chocolate do you reckon it's had? Well, look, it might have been a row. We're not sure. Okay, right. Well, if it might have been a row, again, I, I don't think the chocolate component of this is going to be the problem, but we've got the potential problem with raisins and things mm. like that. But while I've given the dog the medication to um, to try and make it vomit, I'm supposed to be up taking Ruben to cricket training. So I messaged Christina. I said, look, can you ask Ruben? They've bought in the rest of this block of chocolate and, you know, half of the block's nowhere near, like it's still covered in all the foil and everything's okay. So do you reckon I can eat this? Mm-hmm. And and so Ruben's written back saying, yeah, 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 do it, do it, bring it home. I didn't, you know, because I thought <laughs> it's probably not probably not a great idea, you know, eating chocolate just because the owners bought it. I did offer them if they wanted to take it back home again. Lewis. They weren't keen, no. They weren't keen to have it back in their house. I thought, well, it's a shame for it to go to waste. Mm. But no, I did throw it out. So so don't take advice from your eight-year-old son as to whether or not you should eat chocolate that's been returned because the dog's eaten it. So yeah. there you go. That also is free advice. Well, it's interesting you say that because something that makes me really nervous around the clinic is, you know, classic scenario, um, you know, owner rings up, oh, my dog's got into some rat sack usually, mm. or maybe they've got into some snail bait, usually rat sack, I suppose. Um, and I, you know, we always say to owners, oh, okay, short, no worries. How much was it? Not sure. But yeah, it's you know, half an hour ago. Well, better come down. Can you bring the packet with the us? Packet. So we can, you know, look at it, look it up and know, know what we need to do and what treatment we need to do. And so inadvertently, uh, eventually, obviously, the dog comes down, make a vomit, all that sort of stuff. But they've got the packet and it's often a packet that uh, has still got some rat sack in it. Still got some gear in there, so, yeah. So, so then you're like, you've got this packet of rat sack sitting on the desk at work. And every yeah. time I go and sit by the computer, there's a packet of rat sack. I think, oh... I really got to move that. I've got to get rid of that because I don't want a dog to come in because sometimes we're having lunch or something. We bring in one of the patients in to come in and hang out with us, you know, and I'd hate for it to sort of get up on there. And next thing we walk in and it's yum, 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 yum. So you're like, so I'm like, okay, I've got the rat sack. I'll just throw it in the bin. Oh, hang on. The bin's on the floor. That's, that's probably even a worst ah. case scenario because now I'm, I've got, you know, the rat sack's down low. So the small dogs are going to get to it. They come in maybe at lunchtime to hang out with us, you know, like a bit of company. So it's like, what do I do? Okay, I'll put it in my pocket, but hang on, no. Then if I put it in my pocket and I sort of go to get some treats out and I'm in a consult room or something and, oh, sort of, you know, so it's, it's a real like, how do you dispose of that packet without yeah. the risk of something happening? Yep. Over the fence. 
No. Um, uh, <laughs> yes. No, you're right. I, yeah. I, I've, I've had that happen before too, where um, yeah, somebody's bought in the uh, bought in the poison that their animals had, and it's just sitting there on the bench. But the thing is, because they've had two dogs. And we bought one out at a time. And like the other dog's trying to jump up on the bench to get it. It's like, well, let's just stick this one out the back <laughs> and up on top of a shelf here where it's right out of the way. Yeah. You know? Well, yes. that's it. Yeah, we don't need it. any more, any more problems. No, no more risks that are happening. And speaking of, of, well, problems and things that, that are real sort of pet hates as well. We had a, uh, unfortunately, a really sad case this week of a, a dog on an extender lead getting hit by a car. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, classic case, I think, of um, the owner was uh, waiting at some lights um, and I'm not sure if they thought that the the extender lead was locked or wasn't locked, but the dog sort of just managed just to walk out that little bit further and step out onto the road and got hit and came in. And, yeah, the dog was unfortunately passed when we when it first came in. She and, is. And it's really sad. And you got the owner in there. you got the person who's driving the car in there who really didn't do anything didn't wrong. Didn't do anything wrong, no. But, you know, it's caused the death of a pet. Um and um, is that my phone ringing? I just oh, it's a call from New Zealand. I should take that. It might be uh, might be the the taxation department the ta- uh, wanting me to send them some iTunes vouchers again. Oh, really? From New Zealand? Wow. Probably. Well, that's a, yeah, well, that, that's a, that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. What, sort of, what sort of uh, what what amount of iTunes vouchers are they after? Like yeah, you know, the thirty dollars they want to they want you to be able to purchase an album. Yeah, you know, the old <laughs> album cost from nineteen ninety five. I don't know, but you know how those signs have those signs at the supermarket where, like, if somebody you're purchasing iTunes vouchers for the tax department, they don't accept those. It's it's a scam. It's a scam. I had maybe that, that's um, only Port Melbourne. No, 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 no. Um, so Christmas last year, so uh, I would get um, uh, like we we get vouchers for the staff at Christmas time, and um, so I went to a supermarket to try and get the vouchers, <laughs> and well, and they Robbie. You are the age group, mate. You know that. Unfortunately, the, the I know the, I'm the over age forty. Group. Yes, <laughs> and so and so they said, "Oh, now look, we actually can't allow. We're not allowed to sell you more than ten vouchers because of this." So so we just flat wow. out can't do it. I said, oh, "How about if I walk out? Yeah, and then I come yeah. back in again." Yeah, and they said, "No," and I said, like, <laughs> "Crap." I said, is the other one 10 minutes down the road open? Yes, they are. I'll go down there and buy some more vouchers down there then. Oh, my goodness. Because, yeah, they were worried that I was yeah, trying to send them. It wasn't the New Zealand tax department I was getting them for. It was the, it was the, the Nicaraguan uh, yeah. tax department. Because I hear they do take uh, iTunes vouchers. Yes, and they take Om- Omicron too, I think, as well. I got that, got that there as well. So, so anyway, look, said. Certainly horrible with the extender leads, but if you've got an extender lead for your dog, get rid of it. I don't like it. Oh, They're terrible. Horrible. Best horrible place things. for them is in the bin. Exactly. In the bin. And, and, exactly. and the, the, the number of times we try and tell people that when they walk into, they open up the door and in runs their 35 kilogram Labrador <laughs> that's on a harness attached to an extender lead. Mm. And it's like, this is, this is not right. You know, no. the, you know just, just free, free reigning around. It's oh. like, no, there's no reason for this. There's only one step up from that. I reckon is the, is the, uh, is the small Chihuahua or you know, Pomeranian that's perhaps a little bit aggressive uh, on the extender lead and the loose collar. That's oh, so loose that if they back out of it, I'm slipping yeah. out of that and I'm out so, the door. Those Chihuahuas with the big, thick necks where, where it just pops <laughs> just straight up over the years. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just All wriggles the- out of it. You're like, uh-oh, and now you've got a loose little uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex on the floor. And- <laughs> 
the console. Uh, anyone get a towel? I might pick up this guy. Yeah, so yeah, there we let's, go. Let, let's try and corral him away. Um, no hey, now, uh, now, 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 one other little bit of free advice I'd like to give people, Lewis, is um, we've had we've had some um, evacuation issues here in the uh, problems in the Anderton house this week. Uh, Rosie had her last chemo treatment last week, um, yes. of which of which unfortunately her. her her cancer relapsed, her lymphoma. So our um, regular listeners will remember that uh, that Rosie, my 11-year-old whippet, we've been treating for lymphoma um, since earlier this year, so about sort of February 2021. Um, she's been on chemotherapy for it, and she was due to have her last one, and then we start, we felt that her lymph nodes were starting to come back up again. So we gave her the last treatment. I thought it was doxorubicin, which we know, you know has really been the one that's really caused her some gut problems. Um, and so she went off her food, and unfortunately then got some diarrhea so um so we've had a uh, a stain on the carpet that has required um some cleaning which yeah we did you know probably we mopped it up and we did it carefully and everything but um there's still a little bit of a stain on there now as a tip another tip for our listeners at home that if you're trying to get things out of stains out of the carpet apparently dysan stain remover from aldi um so it's a it's one that you use on your clothes before you wash but apparently is also very very good for taking stains out of carpet so um our uh, our, our nurse jane who's been with us for about 35 years said that she it is the best stain remover from carpet she's seen she said it gets it out every time it's absolute dynamite so i'm going to be giving that a crack as well to see whether or not it's going to but obviously use it in a bit of carpet that's you know hidden under a chair or something like that first to make sure it's not going to stain your carpet badly but um Let's face it, is it going to stain it worse than the diarrhea brown? But, you know, otherwise, yeah, so there you go. You know, cleaning excellent. carpets with Dr. Robbie. That's a, just a little tip for you, Lewis. Excellent, excellent. And a big thank you to our other sponsors as well of this podcast, as well as <laughs> Aldi. Dyson, Aldi. Jeez, that's a good good gig you got there, mate. You got uh, you got them to sponsor the uh Sponsor the podcast. That's well done. Good on yes. you. Yes. Really yeah. Like yeah. That. Good. That's a real, different. That's a, what's next? Copper art. Pete Smith. Are you? Where are you at with Franco you know? Cozzo? Franco, Franco Cozzo, Cozzo's in yes. this one, right? In, in, in celebration of his upcoming uh, 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 documentary that's uh, that's out at the movies. Franco Cozzo. There you go. Really? I'm going to go. What's yeah, absolutely. Doc, what's a doco called? Uh, oh, sniff. I, a, 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 uh, Brunswick and uh, scratch and sniff, scratch and sniff furniture or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Anyway, I don't know. it's about, it's about him, not his son. All oh, right. Okay. About the good years before his son had the very Issues. good years, very yes, yeah, yeah. enjoyable years. Anyway, <laughs> big thank you to Zilkeen, our big supporter of the show. Um, uh, I actually have a mention of when I use Zilkeen uh, a bit later on in the, in the show when we talk a little bit about nail trimming um great great anxiety low medication i had a uh sort of behavior consult this week for a dog that's got um some well pretty one would say pretty severe separation anxiety issues um and uh and look uh, really probably the dog needs some medication but the owner is very anti going Mm. on some medication but when i say anti was keen to maybe think about it down the track so i said look you know, certainly let's try some Zilkeen in the interim because I really think that the dog needs it. Um, you know, it, it is, um, it does certainly does help with anxiety. It's proven to do that. Um, and it's got no side effects. It's natural. Um, it, it's not a medication. So I'll put the dog on for its separation anxiety and see if that helps. And, um, and, uh, and then also had a similar vein. I uh, had a cat that's, um, 
that's also got some anxiety issues that we thought we'd trial it on some, some Zilkeen anyway. And, uh, um, and so, yeah, really been flying out the door, particularly with, I think people going back to work um, yeah. and leaving their pets home with, um, with, with some anxiety issues. So check it out. I actually had a, a, a good one today uh, being on a Saturday, uh, people ringing up at, uh, at yeah, we close at, at what, two o'clock. So lots of phone calls at one fifty. quickly, mm. just to try and get some medications before you close. And mm. uh, someone well, nurses, had, nurses would be happy with that. I imagine you definitely yeah. um, will hang around for you. That's all right. Come on yeah. down. Look, you're half an hour. No worries. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dog was on uh it was on the 225 milligram um zilkeen and yes. giraffe saying, look, I I feel like it's doing something, but I was wondering whether or not I could increase the dose. Oh yeah. And I said, Well, of course you can. And yes. you can do so with very, very minimal concerns of side effects because it is so safe. But let's no get to the four hundred let's get you the 450 milligram one so that way you don't end up uh going through an entire bottle in two weeks. Let's yeah. use it. You know, yeah, the, the nurse printed out a label of uh, for, for two capsules twice. And I said, oh, that's, that's, that, that might sting the back pocket a little bit. Let's just go the, the, the one of the big ones and we'll see how we crack on from there. Very nice. And also a big thank you to Delicate Care, uh, Australian made, Australian owned uh, with uh, all the, uh, the novel protein in them. Um, and they've also got that range in the, in the pet shop, haven't they, mate? What's that one called? Cherish. Oh, thank goodness you knew. I'd forgotten for a moment. <laughs> no, I, not that you could tell. Not no, that you could tell. Uh, Seamless. You know, so, so Cherish made made to the same uh, high uh, high standards and uh, uh, with with the same at, at the same export quality factory over there in uh, the the Repu- People's Republic of Western Australia. Uh, you know, high quality everything that can be used that's that's Australian is sourced from Australia. Uh, very. Uh, the formulation has been put together by a nutrition professor, so uh, so you can be uh, you can be assured that uh, that the food that, that goes into Delicate Care's products and also Cherish is at the highest of quality and a great option for you to feed your dog and cat. Excellent, mate, and also a big thank you to our Patreon supporters. Um, you guys are still hanging hanging tough with us, which is great. Um, if you want to support us on the podcast, you, you like what we do, you want us to to keep uh, keep going over the uh, what Hamish and Andy call the government government mandated podcast break over the Christmas period. If you want us to keep working through that, <laughs> get on Patreon and you can support us. Excellent. Is that is that just the time where McDonald's's uh, support on them just sort of drops out over Christmas because no one's eating Big Macs, everyone's just eating Christmas ham, so they know they don't have to try and you know or Maybe. they just get they, they get one of their producers just to put together you know four best ofs each week while they're yeah. out doing all their other well, gear. We tried some best ofs one year, but we couldn't get more than about half an hour of best of because it's not a lot of best. Anyway, best. this yeah. was a, this this was an article I saw this week. In, yes, uh, CNN. Oh wow! CNN, CNN, Cats can track your invisible presence using only their ears. Right. Uh, while you're rummaging through cabinets and crevices trying to find your cat's new favourite hiding spot, cats may be keeping mental tabs on you too. A new study out of Japan found Big Brother that- style. Well, you know? a new study out of Japan found that a stationary cat can track its owner's location using audio cues, specifically the owner's voice. Seho Takagi, first author of the study and a doctoral student at Kyoto University, said she has always been interested in cats' hearing ability. She's a cat person all around, but said her favourite part is their ears. 
Right. Interesting favourite part. Nice. Do you have a favourite body part, mate? That uh, only with cats. Don't don't get don't <laughs> get my question the wrong way. Uh, we'll move on. Cats have sensitive ears. I was going to say their tails, mate, but we've established that they're low on blood supply. So yeah, they're nothing mm. but a pain. Yeah, you know, they're just a pain above the bum, the tail. Well, uh, well. Tails of, uh, I was going to say, tails are poor on blood supply until you actually do surgery on them. And then you yeah, try and they bleed them. everywhere. Not, not bleed, they bleed <laughs> terribly. Anyway, cats have sensitive ears that can move in different directions. Oh, we all know that. I saw a cat with only one of its ears tilted back, listening to the sound behind it, and felt the cats must be thinking about many things from the sound. Takagi said, "This yeah, time, like, is this- that food? Is that food? Is it food now? Is it food yeah. now?" <laughs> Yeah. They're going near the food. (laughs) This time I investigated whether they mapped their owner's position spatially from sounds. The study, which took place in a home setting, probably Takagi's home, I'd say, and at a cat cafe, observed how cats would react to their owner's voices without visual cues by using speakers, speakers that played a recording of owners saying their cat's names. Now, do you reckon... Do you think is there a chance Seho, Seho Takagi's has been to the Cat Lovers Show? Maybe, maybe what there might be think? some wireless speakers. Do you see where I'm going here? The little man in the hat, perhaps had a little word, just a like, little word. Is should, it in the? Are there any conflicts of interest? There is is Takagi a a a, a shareholder of yeah. said business <laughs> of the of the said business of the man in the hat, the Cat Lovers Show that's threatened to sue us. Yes. Yes. Well, I wonder. I haven't got the actual article. Probably right. In my made sure time, I should have gone yeah. through and just checked. It wasn't a major sponsor, and <laughs> <laughs> he's okay for us to talk about it. The researchers placed the speakers, it's Bluetooth speakers, maybe could yep, be, maybe say yeah, we're, speakers from the man in the hat, the cat lover show could be allegedly. You never know apart from each other, out of the cat site to see how the cats would respond to the sounds, especially if the owner's voice appeared to teleport from one location to another. Whoa. Another, oh, uh, this is, yeah. I this like this. We're getting star trekky now. It's very trekky. Another group of people who are not animal behavior experts rated the cat's level of surprise from a scale of zero to four based on behaviors like ear and head movements. Right. So we've, got, so we've got lay people trying to assess yeah. the facial yeah. movements of cats. Okay. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. We've got, and wouldn't you be looking, what about their eyebrows? Like if I'm yeah. surprised, eyebrows up, do cats do that? I don't think they really do. No, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought so. You'd, be, you'd have to tell them not to look at the eyebrows if they're lay people, I guess. Yeah. 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 Cats don't like it when you look at their eyebrows anyway. So, <laughs> so they, they take that as a threat. Yeah. <laughs> They attack, full attack. Attack, mate. yes. Now, that would be surprising. <laughs> Cats in the study were surprised. Well, they were. Were surprised. I'm not sure on, what, on the scale of zero to four. How right, yep. How, how high the eyebrows are. Like four, yes. obviously, full eyebrows up, Botox kind of. No, no Botox. No Botox. Surprise. No, no, no. No, no, no. Or, no, no, or, no Bobo for the puss puss. Oh, yes. Or the zero. Where there's no Botox and the no, no surprise anything like no I'm surprise, so surprise. At all. right? They were surprised when the owners appeared to transport. We've moved from transport to teleport. I like teleport. Yeah. To, to teleport from one location to other to another. The study concluded. 
Results from this study demonstrate evidence of socio-spatial cognition in cats. Oh, that is spectacular. Socio-spatial cognition. That is mm-hmm. that is stunning. How many lunches do you reckon they worked through on that to try and uh, you know, try and soundboard it? And and it needs no need to look that up in the in the dictionary. It, it's self-explanatory. Isn't well, until it? you got to make until you got to make sure the spelling's <laughs> right, because I'd hate to see what the autocorrect comes up as. Mm. Meaning they can men- ah, meaning they can mentally picture where others are through cues like sound. Okay. Yeah, socio-spatial awareness is definitely easier to say. Right. Okay. It is genuinely believed that cats are not as interested in their owners as dogs are. <laughs> okay. Tagagi's gone slap, bang. Don't tell Camille. Camille will get very upset. I tried telling her that. And it turned out, don't tell your 10-year-old daughter that cats right. are, are fairly ambivalent to humans. Well, they, don't, they don't take that very well. So Kagi's just pulled out doggone whack. Yes. Right there. They're surprised and they don't care. For, they're not interested in their owners, cats. <laughs> but it turns out that they were mentally representing the invisible presence of their owners. Nice. I could say, I reckon I could use that on the kids a bit. Dad, you were having a sleep during that movie. No, I was mentally representing the invisible presence of myself by being, by having my eyes closed. Yeah, eyes closed during Frozen 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mentally representing the invisible presence of myself. I could use that a lot, I reckon. Just for not being at home in general, maybe. How about at work? How about 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. They ring up and go, Lewis, where are you? Say, look, I'm actually Mm. mentally, uh, what what is it again? I'm I'm, I'm, uh, mentally representing the invisible presence of myself at work from home. From home. Yes. From home. Yep. If you could just tell the next clients come in the door, that's where Robbie is. And, uh, and look, I'll see them next week for a revisit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Studies have found cats can also distinguish between the owners and strangers voices, and they can res- recognize emotional sounds. Oh, what's an emotional sound? I want it. Crying, crying, Laughing. happiness, you know, happy's anger. Not, that's not a sound. Happy's, what's that? Happiness. That's not a sound. Yeah, it is. Crying. It's an intonation, isn't it? Well, like well saying it's not an emotional a state. How do you make? Well, happiness had laughing. Happy or no, laughing? Emotion, no, okay. they can. It, no, they can recognize emotional sounds. Or like maybe a growl. Grrr. <laughs> maybe. Is that maybe. is a growl an emotional sound? Like did 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 did, 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 did me growling impart any sort of emotional trigger in you? Let's try I to get laughed. Well, that's an emotional sound. <laughs> there you go. It was ironic laughter. Perfect. Is, is, is irony an emotion though? <laughs> yeah, we're really out of our bouncy. Yeah, welcome to right. welcome to uh, two vets talk pets. Um, uh, wordsmiths, Robbie and Louie here. <laughs> any any questions? Cats. Cats spend most of their time sleeping. Yeah, all right. I'll give you that. That's yep. true. People, people often think that it's good that cats just sleep. Right? Okay. Not yep. sure what people, but yeah, they want to sleep. But cats may be thinking about many things. Like? Or like what? What, what sort of things are they well, thinking about? Well, the thing they'd be, they be thinking about is how they're mentally representing the invisible presence of their owners. I yes. imagine that'd be the yep. top one. And, While they're and asleep, 
and mentally yeah. imagining the invisible presence. But it's interesting. April says that when Olive is lying down and asleep, if you go and lie next to Olive and you pretend that you are asleep by deep breathing, or maybe maybe giving a little, just a little cute little dad little snore, like a just like you, dad does just a little you would not do a cute snore you're way too old for that just it would it would little, sound like it's a 7 30 train rumbling down the main street of port melbourne and you know it me 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 just a cute one like that just yeah. bird style that that she reckons that olive then sort of snuggles up closer to you if she knows oh. or thinks you're asleep right so, as that so there's this she's responding to some emotional sounds perhaps Deep breathing, a, a, an emotional, yeah, okay. Me, 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 me. Now you're sounding like sounds. Beaker. Beaker. Oh, yeah. Beaker from, from the Muppets. Yeah, right. There you go. So there you go. That's, um, I thought that was pretty interesting that uh, there was a study done on uh, on cats uh, translocating where you are with their ears. Yes. With socio-spatial awareness. Yeah. Because, I mean, they use a lot of sound to, uh, to track prey and stuff in in low light environments they're very big on their sound very very good with the high pitch yes prey yeah the, the higher the pitch the tastier the beast mm. Mm. is that what melvin says absolutely yes yeah yeah <laughs> oh they're yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. all righty what do you reckon mate are you going to hit the disclaimer all right all advice on the show is generally nature so please consult your veterinarian before following advice for your pet we do our best to provide the most up-to-date information as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing please let us know if we missed anything or if you need any clarification or if you think you are somehow projecting your invisible self in an emotional uh an emotional sense well matt welcome to the listener if you are representing yourself on the podcast as an in, as an invis, invisible co-host, welcome. Maybe that could be a yes. uh, a new a new Patreon uh, level. <laughs> would be people that are projecting themselves, you know, uh, emotionally, but in an invisible fashion. Well, we could we could have a level, say five dollars, and for that five dollars, we'll invisibly represent you on the podcast. You'd be you'd be a co-host. Ten dollars, we could in in, in um uh, invisibly represent ourselves <laughs> to them while they are listening, Lewis. Well, we did that for a couple of a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, didn't we? We invisibly put out a podcast, and no one listened, no one heard it. it was anyway, no. the sponsors weren't overly happy. They didn't quite get value for money at those ones, particularly the 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 Drano cleaner for, for your carpets that you're advertising from Aldi. Dyson, Dyson. Thank you. The, Not Drano. The, the vacuums. I, I need, they do a good pet vacuum. Could you um? Could Who's you that? An from, no, no, Dyson. They do a great pet vacuum. Is that the guys? Uh, Dyson. Sorry. No, no, Dyson. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it's like right. it's, it's Nap, like when you sort of sand, try, like McDowell's. A, not like Nappy Sand, but a cheap version. Dyson. Well, no, no, it's the Aldi version. Yo, know, good, different version. <laughs> All right, German, German version. That's, oh, that's yes. good. Das yeah, is besser. Das is besser version. Yes. That's, uh, we're not, not are we allowed to do that. I don't know. Germans. Hard to say. I was, I was thinking about the other day, though. I was listening to a podcast and um, there was a guy, an American guy who was comes, whose parents are Scottish 
uh, uh, doing an Irish accent. And I thought, you know, if you, you know, if, if you're the same skin color as someone else, are you allowed to do it? But I don't know. You know, it's a bit, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit weird. You know, no. who knows? Anyway, anyway let's move on. This depends, is, um, I guess it's it's only a problem if we've got a German listener. And we do have a German listener. We, well, we, we do, well common. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Oh, you're butchering the German language there, mate. I don't think that's even worse. Willkommen. Oh, Willkommen. Yeah. Thank you. Das, das, das thank you for fixing that up. Superb. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So this is uh, this. I I had a bit of an issue with this this week, and I thought it'd be good to talk about it. Was uh, nail trims for adult cats? Now you've frozen, Robbie. Hopefully you're still there, but I'm suspicious. Yes, I'm suspicious. I've lost you. Uh, hey, Robbie, are you, are you there, mate? I think seem to have seem to have lost Robbie. Listeners, we might. Um, we I'm might... back, man. I'm back. Oh, yeah, you're back. You're back. I'm back. Robbie. I was. I was. I was just. Uh, I was. I was just trying to um, imaginatively project myself uh, into your, into your it... ge- geographical, socio-political presence, and oh, it turned okay. it turned out that. Uh, then then that messed with my uh, internet connection. So so sorry, listeners. That's the last time I'm going to do that while we're recording. I promise just to do that offline next time. Yeah, but it's seamless to the listener, so that's good. But uh, look, we have actually wasted quite a bit of time trying to get back, guys. So look, we might put off nail trims in cats until next week. Yes, you're all going to have to deal with uh, with tappy tappy cats walking down your hallways until next week. So that's- in the meantime, if you've got tappy tappy cats um, that are that are listening to you walking down the hallway, or you're listening to them, and you, and they're uh, they're they're, they're pr- projecting telepathically their presence to you in other rooms um, and, and you want to uh, tell us about it, send us an email to vets talk pets at gmail.com. Find us at patreon.com, Twitter, Facebook, all that sort of stuff. Uh, be well, have a good week. And if you've got questions, send it through to the email address. That's right. Two vets talk pets at gmail.com. Alrighty guys. We'll scratch you later. Peace out. I'm projecting. I'm projecting right now. Projection, projection. Invisible projection. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at Vet Behaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.